Hey everyone, welcome to the Purity for Life podcast, episode 166. My name is Frank Honus. This week we talk more about finding contentment, giving your kids your attention, not your iPhone, and a couple recovery tips for you called bookending and the 24-hour rule. For more information on this podcast and other great resources, visit purityforlife.me. Hey, I've got two really quick ingredients uh, for living a the successful, the best life you could possibly live. Um, the the life that God, I believe, that the Lord wants us to live. Um, can kind of continuing this conversation a little bit on on contentment that we started earlier this week, actually yesterday, on the podcast and throughout last week. Um, 1 Timothy 6, 6, chapter chapter 6, verse 6 says this, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Last week we talked about how, this yesterday and last week talked about how the Lord wants us to be people who are satisfied and content. And one of the one of the things that, that I find, let's see, my wife is waving at me right now. <laughs> hey, honey, I love you. You ready for a back rub? <laughs> it's all good, man. This is great. I love it. This is live. It's all good. Anyway, um, I'll wrap this up quick here. But contentment is where the Lord wants us to be. He wants us to, to be people who are satisfied with with his presence, who are satisfied with the season that we're in, satisfied even walking through the challenges that we walk through. He wants us to come to a place of contentment and a place where we can, um, you know, we live within the moment and are thankful that for what he's given us, no matter whether that's, you know, challenge or trial or problems or struggle. He wants us to be able to learn and grow in those seasons. And so just to kind of continue that, and remember we talked yesterday about positioning yourself, right? Positioning yourself in a place of joy where you can be satisfied by the Lord and you can um, you can please Him as well. I believe that, that contentment isn't just about having happy feelings, right? Just feeling good or feeling happy. We have to position our heart, position our lives into contentment. And that requires movement. That requires action on our part. Sometimes it's every day, right? But I think this, this verse takes it a step further, right? Godliness with contentment is great gain. So we, we find contentment, but it's, but it's not just contentment that, that we should be seeking after. We as, uh, believers, as sons and daughters of God, um, especially in, as, as, you know, you and I, if, if you're walking out of an, addic- out of an addiction into recovery, um, godliness, right? Righteousness. Um, you know, the purity, right? These are the things that we're seeking. We're seeking wholeness. We want to take an image and a form and a shape and a reflection of our creator. And I don't know about you, but when I was in addiction, when I was walking through my pornography addiction for so, so many years, um, my reflection was nothing like Christ. It was uh, all about me. It was my world my inner world and my struggle and it was everything that I could get from myself it was all about me there was no reflection of godliness there was an outer godliness that I put on 
but was totally fake. And it was, it was just an outer shell, uh, of a, of a real dying soul. But it says here, godliness with contentment is great gain. So I believe these are two, I believe these are two ingredients, if you will, to a life that is truly pleasing to the Lord. So contentment we talked about yesterday and we continue to talk about, but also godliness, right? This life of, I want to live a life that is pleasing, that reflects my maker. share a quick thought with you today on purity for life um that's something i saw and i actually uh shared on my my facebook um facebook feed today uh, a really interesting um graphic uh image from seth Dahl, who is the children's uh pastor at bethel church in redding california um you know, highly, highly respect Seth and his ministry and uh, all that his content online. Um, but he, he put out a really interesting image um, today with uh, base. I'll try to describe it to you because obviously this is an audio uh, audio you know, service. So um, it's a picture of like uh, probably a, a female holding out a phone and the, the camera is is focused on the phone. And um, just holding the phone straight out, and and so the picture picture of like a like an iPhone with this quote over top of it. The quote says, "I'd rather do life with my kids than give them a screen to live it alone." Powerful, powerful word. And his comment there on his post was, "Screens aren't supposed to be babysitters as as often as we think they are." Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a profoundly incredible thought to be reminded of that, um, that we have to be so, so wise and so careful, uh, when we give our, our kids, our children devices and whether that's a tablet, an iPad or, or even a smartphone, um, you know, we, we often think, well, you know, just kind of pass them, pass them the iPad and kill some time while we're trying to do something, you know, or maybe we're, we, we give them the iPad while we're trying to do something selfishly on our own, you know, like look at our iPhone or, or whatever it might be. But I know for a lot of times, you know, it's very convenient on one side when we're traveling, you know what I mean? To hand, 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 hand an iPad back to your kids. Um, but you know, we neglect things like real true conversation. And just like this quote sort of implies, um, we sort of, you know, we, we pass up the, the opportunity for living life with our kids when we give them a screen to live with on their own. And, um, you know, for, for us, we, I feel like my wife and I are, are pretty careful with that. Um, we have, you know, screen time that we let the kids have. Um, you know, our son, especially who's almost four is already using a tablet. And, um, you know, there's been nights and days where we let him, you know, he uses a little bit longer than, than we think he should. Um, but it's definitely something we have to be careful of and we have to monitor. And, and I just think that is just a, a an incredible, incredible thought that, um, that we want to live our lives present, right? That's the word, present. We want to be present to our kids instead of living, get, giving them just a screen that they can entertain themselves, that they can live out. And then, God forbid, you know, um, an unprotected device, an unprotected screen that they could potentially access, you know, sexually explicit materials, you know, pornography, um, you know, something that they obviously don't need to see, something completely unhealthy, 
um, for their lives. So I just think it's a really um, kind of a neat um, reminder, a real kind of in-your-face reminder that tablets and iPads and you know, I you know, iPhones are, are supposed to be privileges, right? Not babysitters. Um, and we want to be fully present to our kids um, in our in their in our conversation with them, and in our interaction with them, and not just handing them an iPad and telling them to go off and play. Uh, we really need to question our hearts, question our our motives about you know where uh, where our focus really needs to be if that's all we're doing. And believe me, I'm in that camp right now. My wife and I, where we have to be very careful of that too. So, just a quick thought for you guys about screen time. And um, so, give your kids screen time. You know, give them time to focus, and but also have lots and lots of interaction time, lots and lots of play time. You know, where they're not always on an iPad or they're not always on a phone. Um, you know, really important stuff. Uh, today's purity tip, uh, which actually I put out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, so if you uh, find those, you want to you want to take check those out. They are actually on the website, purityforlife.me. You can also see those on Instagram, my Instagram account. You can go on to Instagram.com slash Frank. I think it's Frank.honus. Uh, but purityforlife.me has it all as well. And uh, you can check out those purity tips on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, but I wanted to um, kind of uh, take the audio from that and share that in a segment here on Purity for Life uh, Radio. And um, just so that's encouraging to you. We're going to post two recovery techniques this week. And today's recovery technique is based on a really great, uh, great tip, um, great strategy that I've shared with a lot of guys that I've worked at, worked with called book ending. All right. Book ending, uh, might have kind of a funny name, but, um, if you are walking in recovery or you're, you're, uh, you know, uh, you know, in, in accountability relationships with people, um, walking in recovery from some kind of addiction, you know, pornography addiction, um, I have a lot of my guys use this and uh, really try to implement this in their life. It's a very healthy habit to get into. So I um, hope this is a benefit to you. Enjoy this uh, recovery tip today called bookending. I want to share with you a recovery technique called bookending. Now, it's not probably not what you think it is. We're not organizing your library or anything like that. Bookending is um, is setting aside a time where you check in with your support team, your accountability partners, the people that you talk to about your recovery. When you're getting ready to walk into a challenging situation or a situation where you feel like you may be triggered, you may be tempted, that you want just some extra support that you bookend, the first, the first bookend, and then as you walk throughout that, you know, two or three hour period, or that maybe it's even a two or three day period throughout your week, you set up the final bookend by checking back in at the end of that time to report in on how you did, uh, you know, just, just to ask for, you know, more encouragement. But it's called bookending. You've got the, the initial bookend at the beginning, and then the one at the very end where you are letting people know that you need support, you need prayer, and then you check back in at the very end. It's called the 24-hour rule, and if you are walking in recovery from pornography or any kind of addiction, really, uh, but especially porn addiction, um, the uh, one of one of the great tips that was passed on to me that was shared with me through a podcast, actually, 
Um, I have to give credit to my brother Jeff Fisher out there from Purity Coaching for this tip. Um, I'm kind of kind of stealing it tonight. Um, hope that's all right, Jeff. But uh, you know, really great recovery technique that I've also passed on uh, to other guys as well. Called the 24-hour rule. So here it is. If you have some kind of slip, and when I say slip, I mean not a relapse. So a slip being something that that happens. Um, you know, uh, maybe maybe you you've experienced um, a couple weeks of sobriety, or even you know four or five days of sobriety, and a slip being you know you regress back into porn, you look at porn, or you masturbate, or whatever that is, whatever that sort of that. Um, that, that compromise, you know, slip, if you will, right? You find yourself being pulled, being triggered, and you give into that temptation, you give into that trigger, and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you, you know that, that it's not what you want to be doing, um, and you sort of, you know, you repent of that, right? You ask for forgiveness, you resolve in your heart and mind that you're going to share it with someone, and here's a 24 hour rule, okay? Here's where it takes place. That within 24 hours, you share your slip with another recovery partner, with another, you know, accountability partner, with one of your support, you know, members of your support team, that you don't wait any longer than 24 hours. Now, that's not to be a um, scary thing or, you know, you know, like confess your sin, you know, it's not to, you know, make you feel condemned in any way. There's two benefits to that, right? The first benefit is that when you share your struggles, if you just have a recent slip and you are able to share that within 24 hours with a, you know, with somebody in your recovery team, it really lessens the opportunity for there to be uh, shame, for there to be guilt, for there to be any kind of secrecy for you to um, you know, feel that sense of, you know, that, that heaviness, if you will, right? That shame, you know, on you. So the longer we carry something, right? The longer we carry, if we had a slip and we don't share it with anyone, we don't tell anybody, especially people we trust, people who are healthy, um, the enemy really has a way of, of, you know, um, making us feel condemned, making us feel guilty. And we, we do build that shame. We do build that sense of guilt and, God doesn't want us to live with guilt and with shame. So the first reason is that it really lessens the shame factor. It lessens and maybe even eliminates the opportunity for shame, for guilt, anything like that to um, to have its way in your life. And the second reason why I think it's really important is that it also helps you uh, within 24 hours, as you confess, as you share your slip, as you, you know, kind of get that out, um, you know, to someone who's, who's healthy, who's trustworthy, is that it lessens the opportunity for you to get comfortable and to think that, well, slip is a slip. It's not really that big of a deal. And, and to some degree, it's not. You know, slip is, is just what it is. A slip is not a relapse. It's not a series of slips, right? A relapse being a series of slips. Where the, you know, the person, the individual is sort of like laissez-faire, like whatever, doesn't really care. Relapse has sort of a whole nother connotation. Um, a slip is, is, you know, is minor, but it's also important. And so we want to, within 24 hours, share that with people, um, and not think that it's, you know, just not a big deal. So it lessens the opportunity for us to get comfortable. For us to just kind of forget about it, for us to forget about the reason why we should talk about it, and why it's very important that we process with another person through, um, you know, through that slip. So, really important, the 24-hour rule. Make sure within 24 hours, 
if you have a slip, don't be afraid. Find people that you trust. Find people that you care for uh, or that care for you that uh, really can um, you know, listen, give you a listening ear. Come right back with some closing comments here on the Purity for Life radio. All right, so that is the 24-hour rule. I hope that is beneficial to you and will help you in your recovery. Um, or if you know someone who's in recovery who needs to hear that tip, um, you know, get get with them, man. Talk to them. Um, you know, talk out your slips. Talk out, you know, your struggles uh, with people who you trust, who you love, right? Who uh, who honor you. All right, that is it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Purity for Life podcast, episode 166. And make sure you head on over to purityforlife.me where you can find all of the archive podcasts all the way back to episode one. And uh, also listen to our anchor station um, online, anchor.fm, and then search for Purity for Life. Uh, we're on there every day with content and material uh, helping you live a life of sexual purity and sexual integrity and uh, helping you in your walk with Christ and just coming alongside of you, supporting you. So I hope it's beneficial to you. Thank you guys so much for listening and have a great week. God bless.